tune in to the Views of Voices podcast. I'm your host, Dewan Thompson. And on today's episode, man, it's going to be a really good episode. Uh, maybe a little controversial, but man, I, I, think, it's, it's, I think it's definitely needed. Um, the title of this episode is called Race in America. And we have a special guest, my brother, my former college roommate, Jack Otter. Welcome to the show, baby. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Happy to be here. Happy to be here on such a special episode. This is it's a lot to tackle, man. Man, hey, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you made it to the to the show, man. I, I'm really happy that you're on here. Happy to be here, bro. Happy to be here. So, you know, we have a lot to unpack here, right? But I, I want to start it off with the 2016 elections. And the reason why I want to start it off like that, because I feel like that gave, you know, the world we live in a new energy, a new boldness to um, to race in America, race relations. And so I just want to get your your opinion on um, you know, the 2016 presidential elections um, and, you know, basically the election of Donald Trump as president. Um, you know, what's your opinion on that? I'm going to take a sip of this one. <laughs> man, 2016. That was a wild, wild year, man. We definitely, we went through a lot. Those elections, just getting through the election itself, not even him getting elected, changed everything. Mm-hmm. Like the way the media covers candidates, uh, you know, the way people decided to express themselves and their own political beliefs, people became a lot more brash. Yeah, I didn't like that. A lot of a lot of fear went away. You know, mm-hmm. uh, people people really felt like it was okay to share every single thing inside of their head. And <laughs> yes, we don't need to know that much about people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just to start off like that, it brought out a lot of the people's their bare bones you know yeah where they really feel deep deep down people have been afraid to talk like that didn't matter actually what side you were on whether you're on the left or you're on the right you were going to speak your mind no matter what it was exactly i mean blunt and it was blind support blind support for both sides mm-hmm. but when it came to donald trump it really it definitely it brought out a lot of people's you know they're a little racist sides it, for sure you know did. the minute he started the minute he started talking about Mexico's not sending us their best, sending us the race, the rapists and the murderers and the drug dealers. Yeah. Like it kind of felt like it gave some of his supporters a hall pass to just hop on that train, you know? Yeah. And like, and in my opinion, right, it was kind of a gift and a curse. The reason why I say mm-hmm. that, because the gift was allowing people who didn't understand, um, you know, race and racism and stuff like that. It allowed people mm-hmm. to get an eye of how that really is, you know, for people of color. And, you know, it's a curse because all the, you know, the bad things that's happened and the bad things that are said. And um, it kind of leads up to my next question, right? Do you think his, his rhetoric, rhetoric was um, divisive, his campaign? Was it, do you feel like it was very divisive? Oh, 100%. I, I believe it was very divisive. You know, as was the other side, I believe both sides were extremely divisive. There was not like a single thing that they could agree on. Donald Trump really, yeah, he really definitely wanted to separate, you know, the right from the middle. You know, he wanted to get them out of the middle. And he did that by any means necessary. And he did it by a lot of talking down Mm -hmm. on people, really negative. But, you know, the way the world's been going, man, people are angry at everything. You know, and he gave them something to direct their anger towards. He did. He re- he really did. And and I think it it was towards for the mo- for the most part people of color, whether that was black, um, Mexican, and even now, kind of now today during the pandemic, um, Asian Americans as well. 
And so, man, I, I just think yeah. as a president, uh, he was just very def- divisive, you know, when it came to just people, just people in America yeah. and trying to unite them. He, it seemed like he didn't even try to do that. And so, you know, that that was a really big problem, you know, that I felt. And do you think that it allowed people who were basically in the closet when it came when it came to uh, being racist, do you think it allowed them to come out? Yeah, I kind of I kind of touched on it earlier, but mm-hmm. he 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 gave the okay essentially when he yeah. dropped the Me- what Mexico sent in the U.S. That mm-hmm. kind of gave them the out. the The guy running for president said this on national TV to the world. Yeah, he made it known. He made his feelings known pretty much on the spot, and like part of me thinks he did that maybe not for his own personal beliefs exactly, but to target that audience in general. I'm not saying that he's not racist. He's, you know, he's got his, he's got his merits, but you know, there's part of me that thinks, you know, it's also political strategy at the same time. You know, he was, he was trying to target a specific group Mm -hmm. and he did that and he did that successfully. Yeah, he really did. And I think he's, to be honest, he's the first person that really did that. Well, in my lifetime, our lifetime that really specifically targeted a certain group and that group was people who didn't necessarily agreed or liked, you know, the actions of, you know, the Democrats and the actions of, um, you know, black America, in my opinion. So, yeah, you know, I, I definitely think he, he, he hit a big group um, and he did it successfully, man. I, I mean, I can't knock his hustle, but at the end, yeah. at the end of the day, man, it was, it was, that was not good for America because I think now no. it's, in our lifetime, it's definitely more, you know, divisive now than it was ever. And so, you know, that's just my, that's my opinion on that part right there. Yeah. It's like the minute, the minute he got in, he immediately said those things and then it brought forth a real like awakening of it. Mm -hmm. He essentially brought forth an awakening of the racism in America as well. He started it, but he made it truly like publicly known. You see it in the news every day. You can't go a day without scrolling down your phone and, seeing something involving you know race yep it's everywhere man it is it's known it's out there mm-hmm. it's it's the big news now you know it it seems like every time we turn on the tv it, it has something to do with race and it's it's kind of like yeah. man it's and it's so negative and and you know i think it's it's so terrible for you know us now today and even you know the generation after us because i i do believe this will continue to go on for you know for the, for the longest you know i don't see um unity you know being being such a big factor you know in today's world yeah. so you know it's it's definitely something that you know we can all work on and so yeah yeah i don't see an end in sight to these conversations now that they're so far in the forefront of our news media and our lives you know it, it is good to hear about these things we need to know the problems you know mm-hmm. we we need to get them out there in the public and we need to understand them and understand them fully and, you know, but right now I don't see any end in sight to the divisiveness, you know, just because it started now that it's being brought forth. Donald Trump gave the people, yeah, you go on Facebook, you look at a comment section, it gets ugly, man. Yes. Those people don't want to hear the other side of the story. They don't. And there are people arguing against them on certain things. You know, people don't want to hear the other side of a story nowadays, mm-hmm. no matter what the context is. Yeah. And that's, you know, it'll drive a wedge right in between all of society. Yep. It's a real... It's, it's a head scratcher, man. It really is. People don't nowadays. People don't listen. They listen to argue instead of listening to understand. Mm-hmm. And that's you know that's our biggest biggest problem when it comes to you know people. And so 
whether you're a Democrat or Republican, man, at the end of the day, if you want to progress forward, you have to listen to understand. And, and it's, it's just listening to argue and it, it's never going to, never going to get anywhere. You know, in my opinion on that. Yeah. Yeah. And so let, let's fast forward to 2020. Um, one of the biggest protests we have in our lifetime. And yeah, I'm sure other people's lifetime, the, the biggest protest in American history. Let's talk about the protest of the killing, the murder of George Floyd. And so I just want to hear your, your thoughts on what, what happened to George Floyd and, you know, basically lay, lay it out. Man, right off the bat is terrible. It's a tragedy. It's a situation that is so unfortunate. It's, it's, it's hard to fathom what happened to him. You know, how, how, how it went down, the circumstances. I mean, the guy, you know, he had drugs in his system. That's, you know, he, there were other things that led him to a, a path in life that put him on that, which is just terrible on its own. And then you get officers responding to a call about, you know, him using a fake 20 or something. Probably he didn't even know it was wrong. It happens mm-hmm. all the time. But I could not look at a forged bill and know it was forged. Not unless I got yeah. like the black light and I'm looking at a watermark, whatever, you know, serial numbers, stuff like that. This dude, he paid with something he, he shouldn't have. The clerk, what, he called the cops, right? Yeah. Yep, the clerk did. And they showed up. He was he was not, you know, he wasn't doing too good. He, you know, he was on something. And they responded in about the worst way they possibly could. You know, how do you – once you have him in handcuffs, that I should see. be it. You put him in the back of the car. You put him in mm-hmm. the back of the car. You take him to jail. You know, you do what you got to do. You go through the process at the very least, you know, right? Yeah. You go through the process. You don't need it. Why? You got backup with you. You got backup. Mm-hmm. Literally. You know? I, was it like three or four officers? I'm not too sure, but. I, I, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they, they subdued him. Mm-hmm. And once you have someone subdued, you're not supposed to. That's the end of the physical conflict, right? Yeah. It's, that should be the end of it. You put him in the car, you lock him in the car. They're not going anywhere exactly i don't know how that was so hard to just not execute mm-hmm. it's it's kind of baffling it, it is it, it, it's so baffling right because like you said once you have them in handcuffs that that should be the end of the story and yeah. and it got to the point where he was on the ground i mean that should be it but yeah. instead you want to put your knee on someone's neck for almost nine minutes and it's it's it's, it's so terrible and you know, that's something that, you know, that, that the police force definitely need to work on uh, because mm-hmm. I, I do believe a lot of, a lot of, not a lot, some cops are definitely racist or have stereotypes when it comes to um, yeah. a different demographic, um, you know, Mexicans, blacks, especially. And so, yeah, you know, I, geographically, I, yeah. you know, where, where, what area are you in? Mm-hmm. You know, they look at it that way too. They do. And, and, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's so terrible, right? And so, in my opinion, the the other three cops, they're just as guilty as as I forgot his name, but whatever his name George, is, or, yeah, the, the officer. They're just as guilty as he yeah. he is, right? Because there was one that a person tried to intervene, and he literally stepped in front of him and was kind of aggressive aggressive as well. And so, yeah. you know, man, that that's definitely it. There's no place for that, man. It, it, no matter what profession you are in, um, if if you see you have someone handcuffed and ready to be booked, don't don't go overboard. Don't put your knee on his neck. 
you know, don't don't sock them, don't kick them. And man, um, that's just that's definitely overboard. And so I want to get into yeah. this. I want to get into do you believe that, you know, it was racially motivated? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes and no. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, because quite frankly, that doesn't happen to white people. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you definitely don't hear about it in the news at the very least. Hey, man, they're, yeah. they're not running stories on it. If, it. if it is happening, we don't hear about it. So by that, by that standard, yes. But also, I think the dude is genuinely a bad cop. I mean, genuinely bad at his job on top of all that. Like, you, cops are not taught to actually kneel on someone's neck. You're supposed to kneel on the back. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've been around a lot of cops. I've, you know, worked with some cops and I've gone through training and stuff. And, and the one thing I've never heard ever is to put your knee on somebody's neck, let alone for that amount of time. Yeah. Let alone, let alone, mm-hmm. you know, there used to be strang- strangleholds with the arms were a thing that were taught to subdue people. That's, you know, they, a lot of people didn't get rid of that. Yeah. You know? But uh, a knee on someone's neck when they're handcuffed on the ground is not something that is taught. So that dude, one, is genuinely bad at his job. And on top of that, I don't think you would have treated a, a white guy on drugs the same way. And there's yeah. there's some people, you know, that that's really the case for them. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really is, right? And so... For some individuals, um, you know, in today's world who said you kind of mentioned it earlier, who said he was on drugs and that was ultimately the the cause of yeah. his death. When, in fact, it really wasn't. It was proven in court that that wasn't even close to being the cause. Yeah. The cause was him, you know, basically losing oxygen because yeah. the knee was definitely on his neck. And for the people mm-hmm. that have said, you know, he should have never been on drugs, just listen and comply. And which I think is honestly is bullshit. And so. Yeah. What you know? What are your thoughts on people that believe, you know, he should have never been on drugs and he should have just complied with the officers? What What are your thoughts on that? Well, first off, you know, people are saying he shouldn't been on drugs. One, everybody, hey, everybody's got a story, man. Mm-hmm. Not a, not everyone's story is yes. a good one. Some people's story are sad ones. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know much about his life before what happened up to his passing, but you know, he must have had he must have had a a tough time man and yeah. that led him down the path of drugs and you can't not everyone can control that it's it's tough you can't predict that stuff yeah you know if you fall on hard times and you go down that path it's terrible and then on top of that you know like oh he should have complied one yeah he was on drugs so mm-hmm. you're definitely not in your perfect right, right state mind. of mind mm-hmm. but no one's supposed to cut off your oxygen <laughs> supply so what are you supposed to do yeah that's He's on the ground and handcuffed. I mean, I don't know how I can emphasize that one anymore. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he, he's basically fighting for his life with his hands tied behind his back. Yeah. While a guy who doesn't know how to do his job properly and doesn't care, maybe maybe he's doing it just because he doesn't like black people. You know, I don't, I don't know, mm-hmm. man. But at the end of the day, he just – he did his job horribly wrong. And this man who couldn't control himself in that moment due to, you know, life choices and – what he chose to do right before, you know, he couldn't, couldn't exactly fight back or, you know, get himself out of there. Talk, talk his way out of it. Yeah. And, and that response right there, man, it's so important for the people to, to really listen because you have that sense of understanding that not everyone is perfect and, you know, people fall through hard times. And, you know, what you just said right there was, it was so amazing because a lot of people don't, don't look at that. They don't look at, Oh man, he, he must've been through hell and you know stuff yeah. like that and i think we really as humans need to understand that other people are human as well 
you know, there, there's mistakes that happen in life that lead you down the wrong path. And so I, I definitely believe that, you know, your response was so perfect because it, it gave an understanding, you know, it's listening to understand, seeing to understand. And, and nobody really, mm-hmm. not nobody, but a lot of people don't seem to grasp that. And, it, and it's so frustrating, you know, for, for people of color because we, we are put in, you know, such a bad place from the beginning. And it's so hard to get on yeah. top. And, you know, people don't understand that. And so, man, th- th- that response right there was so understanding. And, you know, I really appreciate that as someone that is black. So, hey, know, man, I got I to got, I say, man, I, I hate it. I learned a lot just by becoming your friend, man. Uh-huh. You know, uh, it, it didn't happen for me overnight, man. You know, yeah, B- being friends with you helped open my eyes to a lot of the things I never would have paid attention before. Things I wouldn't have seen, things I wouldn't have thought of. And, you know. People need that type of person in their life, you know, mm-hmm. and you got to be willing to listen to that person and learn from that person yeah. and not discount their life, their experiences, their thoughts, their feelings, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and so kudos to you, brother. Man, love you. And man, definitely all love, man. And so I want, I kind of want to get into, um, you know, how symbolic that knee on the neck is for um, black Americans or just people of color. Right. And so I definitely think, that knee on the neck is symbolic because it kind of represents how, you know, America has treated uh, people of color, the restraint to progress forward. And so, you know, when it comes to pay, when it comes to promotion or just when it comes to being, you know, for, you know, per se a police officer or a lawyer or a Mm -hmm. doctor, it's so hard for, you know, people of color to get into those fields and and progress forward because I definitely do believe that, you know, America specifically, some white America has definitely put that restraint, that neon, you know, neon our neck to, you know, definitely progress forward. So I definitely think that was symbolic for, you know, people of color. And uh, man, it's definitely, definitely a huge thing that I feel like a lot of people who are not black, who are not Mexican, who, who are not Asian to understand that it, Life is life is hard, man. It's, it's so hard to move forward. But at the end of the day, man, a lot of people are still trying. And so, you know, I, I definitely, that's what I wanted right there for you to understand, which you, I'm sure you already understand. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's essentially, yeah, the way what you're saying is it's suppression, mm-hmm. systemic racism. It's, a, you exactly. know, you're talking about a way of, oh, Holding people, holding people back, holding them yeah. down, you know, that's, yeah, I, I hear, I hear what you're saying, man. And yeah, definitely, I would say definitely unnecessary symbolism, something that should never have to witness something that we shouldn't be watching a video of on the news, something that kids can see if their parents are watching TV, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's ugly. No, it really is, man. It's, it's definitely ugly. And so I kind of want to get your view on, uh, protesting and I, do you believe that protesting, you know, ultimately uh, leads to changes? Um, no matter what kind of protest, maybe it's looting protesting or walking and, and shouting protesting. Do you believe that actually leads to, you know, changes in America? Yeah. On that one, um, you know, in terms of protesting, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all in favor of people, you know, representing for a cause, championing it. You know, just, you know, marching the streets, speaking your truth. I'm all good with that. 
And, and then when it comes to the rioting, you know, I'm not going to lie. I could have seen this one coming. Yeah. I, I The pent up anger over so many years of, you know, these, these types of incidents and, you know, people would just go and, you know, protest in the streets and march and, and do be fully peaceful with the full intent of just showing up and being there for your cause. But after all those times, a lot of, a lot of people skated away or mm-hmm. not everyone was held fully accountable. It was about accountability. All they want, all the people wanted was accountability. And when they didn't yeah. get it, this one was, this one was about, as bad as anything I've ever seen. And I'm not surprised that people got so angry. They decided to just go crazy to start breaking, looting, rioting. Some people were just taking advantage of chaos. Some people were doing it out of anger, Mm -hmm. which is understandable because what's happening is unacceptable in these scenarios. You know, there's plenty of, there's so many scenarios out there where, you know, things could have probably, things could have been done differently. And it seems like, no one's really learned in these in these cases. So seeing the rioting, uh, I, I can't say that I'm a. I, I don't like the methods. I've yeah. seen what it's done. I've seen it in my city, mm-hmm. and all you're doing is hurting others. So that for that reason, I'm I'm very much against that type of protest. But you know, I, I had my moment, man. I listened. I paid attention to what's going on. Yeah, and I've taken that to heart myself, and I wish a lot of other people would too. But then you get the, the the rioting and those people that we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. It gives them a validation yes. for their points. And that's the thing that I don't like about it. Mm-hmm. It gives them a reason to say, oh, these people's their 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 reason for protest, it's 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 crock of shit or whatever, you know? Yeah. It's they're not they're not doing it for the right reasons. They're only doing it to take advantage of chaos mm-hmm. or these people are criminals too. It's it's sending the wrong message to even those people. Those people spread their hate, and it doesn't. I don't think it solves anything, man. Yeah, it, it definitely doesn't, man. And and I, you know, I agree with you on that. Protesting is it's definitely great, right? But when it leads yeah. to rioting and looting, at that point, man, it, it, it's kind of selfish. And I'm really touching on the looting part. And yeah. you know, you see on TV that there is a lot of people just going into stores, just stealing everything that they can, just because people are protesting. And 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 that's not that's not the reason why you know we are ultimately uh, protesting. It's not for you to just go loot, go to Target, go to Walmart, just to steal whatever you can. That that's just ignorant, yeah. man. And, and and it's kind of upsetting because it does put um, a label on us that. We really don't care about the cause. We just care about ourselves. And so, like you said, man, it gives, you know, those people, you know, kind of validation that, oh, yeah, they they don't care about protesting. They don't care about what's really going on. They just care about just going outside, basically having a party, looting, getting whatever they can and leaving. And so, man, definitely the looting is unacceptable, man, and and it's so ignorant and you know, I definitely think that should not be happening, right? But protesting is so huge, man. It it it's led to many changes in America. You know, when you want to talk about yeah. Dr. King, uh, voting rights, uh, women, it it has led to so much uh, positivity. Yeah. And so, man, I, I definitely think pro- protesting is definitely a positive thing. But when it yeah. when it gets to looting and rioting, that that should be definitely unacceptable. Yeah. You know, so, and then. And, you know, in, in my city, you know, it's, it's caused quite a bit of conflict, you know, yeah. we've had a, we had a lot of protests that turn into riots. Mm-hmm. There are people that go there to do the, 
to do the right thing. And then there are people that come up there because they're angry. They want to take out their anger. And then there are the people that are just there to take advantage of the chaos that they create from that situation. Then the next thing you know, then the cops show up because now you're robbing somewhere. Now you're breaking a window. Now you're causing public damage. And then they got to, you know, you got to, you know, they got to arrest the people. Then they start fighting mm-hmm. the cops. Then the tear gas comes out. And yep. It just keeps, it's a, it's a snowball effect of chaos mm-hmm. that just turns into nothing but bad news, man, for everybody involved. Everybody. It, def- it, it, it hurt the people. It hurt the innocent people there to protest. It hurt, definitely hurt the people there to loot and riot, mm-hmm. fight cops. It hurt the cops who were there to even just do their job. It yeah. hurt. The police department around around my city, even in general, and you know they, they took a lot away from a lot of people, a lot of the community on both sides. Mm-hmm. It's you know whether you're you know pro cop or or Black Lives Matter man, like all this stuff, it just turns into just a terrible situation, man. Yeah, and it, and it, and it definitely puts a negative effect on you know the movement Black Lives Matter. And so, and I just kind of want to touch on my, my friend, right? He's, he's a cop. And, um, you know, we, I basically wanted to see his point of view and his point of view kind of shocked me. Right. Because mm-hmm. it, it became about, man, I, I hate, I hate black lives matter. And, and it's kind of like, wow, that's, that's so, it was so shocking to me because that's not the movement, but he's seen yeah. the, the bad side. He's seen the looting, the rioting, people throwing stuff at him. And so it's kind of like, man, you're just putting such a negative effect on a movement that that is so positive and, and, and it's so terrible. Right. And man, it, it's just the looting, the rioting, man, it, it needs to stop. Right. There's definitely, you know, protesting that it, it's, it's other ways to protest besides just looting and rioting. And we have done it, you know, in America uh, so many times. Uh, so, mm-hmm. man, I, I definitely think that, you know, protesting is it's amazing because it does create change. And so I kind of want to get into, it was more of a, a silent protest, but I want to get it, get mm-hmm. into your opinion on um, the Colin Kaepernick protest. You know, how do you feel about that situation? Because there's definitely a lot of, a lot of chatter about that. So give me yeah. your opinion on that. Hey man, hey, we, we were in, we were in school when, uh, when all that was happening, we were watching, mm-hmm. we were watching the NFL on Sundays and, this goes back to, you know, me giving you props for, you know, helping change the way I see the world because I think you'll remember when it first started, I wasn't particularly a fan because I mm-hmm. kind of took it the wrong way too. Yeah. I, I did at first I, I really I really did. I was like, eh, I don't know about this, man. Like I don't know if I like it. And I yeah, I was like the military thing, it's the national anthem. And then we got to talking about it. Yeah. We got to diving deep into it and Which you, is you good. really helped me understand a lot of things and you know, to put it in perspective, that, that that song, that flag, it doesn't just, just that doesn't just re- represent the military. That represents the entire United States mm-hmm. of America. It's yeah. not one group. It, that's all of us, man. It's all of us. Yeah. And once I, you know, started to understand that, you know, he didn't he didn't mean no disres- he didn't mean no disrespect to the military. That was never his intent. That yeah. ended up being a thing that was used to change the topic. Mm-hmm. It was it was used to change the topic. Of course. All he was doing he. He was just being quiet. He was making a, a, a silent, a silent remark, something to say, Hey, this is what's on my mind. This is why I did this. Yeah. This is what I want you to know. This is what I want you to hear. Yeah. And people, again, people just, they, they don't like to listen to anything that isn't their opinion. Mm-hmm. And they took that and they were like, how can we run with this in a different direction? Yep. They pointed immediately at the military. Colin Kaepernick hates 
the veterans. Yep. Couldn't be further from the truth. Like, if you hate the military, man, you're messed up. Yeah, exactly. You exactly. know, it's, it's, it's terrible. And that was never the intent, but it was used as something to spark controversy mm-hmm. through the news. He never wanted to spark controversy. He just wanted to bring light to a situation. Yeah. In the most peaceful way possible. Exactly. Peaceful. That's, that is definitely the key word there. Peaceful. And, and for some, you know, people oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh uh, yeah. I'm going to expand on that just a little bit more, you know, with all the writing going on, mm-hmm. you know, you get people on the news saying, why can't they do it peacefully? Why can't they do it peacefully? Yeah. And I'm thinking in my head, well, there was a guy yep, who did that, exactly. but y'all didn't want to listen. And because people didn't listen, then we end up where we're at mm-hmm. now. And now police departments are getting cut. And good cops are quitting their jobs because they're afraid to lose their yeah. jobs. And people are still getting hurt in the streets by bad mm-hmm. cops. You know, it, it still exists. No, no one's perfect. Exactly. You know? And, and so for people that said oh, he's disrespecting the military, well, at his first, you know, protesting was sitting down during the national anthem. Uh, yeah. National anthem. And so, yeah. and so a military person actually spoke to him about that. Like, uh, I kind of don't like that, man. And I, I, if you still want to protest that, I'm all with it. But could you, you know, do something else? And that something else was kneeling. And so yeah. the, the military, you know, person was was okay with that. And so I don't think a lot of people truly understand that or even know that. And so it, it yeah. was never about the military, man. It it, it was about um, just basically America just affecting, you know, people of color, black people, Mexicans you know, their lives in such a negative way. And, and, you know, it, it represents the, the prison system, uh, people being stopped just randomly. And, yeah. and so, you know, black people, Mexicans, we, we definitely get stopped randomly. I Man, I, I can give you a story and, you know, I was stopped in high school and, you know, I'm over here nervous. Like, what, man, like, what did I do? And so he said, I had a, a broken taillight. And so, you know, when I got home, I checked and it was never broken. He just seen a black guy and a Mexican guy in the same car. And so that, that's kind of what Colin Kaepernick was, was touching going. And, and so it was never about the military, man. And for people that yeah. believe that, just, just do your research, man. He, he actually yeah. spoke with some, someone that was in the military and he, he respected his opinion about it and he changed the way he, he, he went about it. And that was yeah. taking a knee. And so I think it was- that, yeah, I think that was a pretty respectable compromise. Yeah, I'd exactly. Say. Mm-hmm. It was a, he Colin made a compromise to his own message by listening to another person. Yeah, that's what he did. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, he didn't get upset, and a lot of people they would get upset about that. But yeah. Like I've like I've said earlier, it's listening to understanding, and a lot of people don't tend to do that. I don't know if they're immature or ignorant, but. A lot of people don't listen to understand, and, and, and it's, it's shitty. And so, so I want to get into this question right here. Do you believe that, you know, there should have been a protest when it came to the murder of um, George Floyd? Do you believe that we should have actually protested the way we did? Do I think that something like that is a protest? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. 100. Yeah, I, I think it was, it was an awful thing, man. It brings you back to Rodney King, man. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. That's like. This is our version of Rodney King. Yeah. It really is. Like when it comes down to what happened, when it comes down to the response. Yep. And would I like to just see people in the streets, signs, you know, 
telling people their beliefs, sure. But I mm-hmm. understood that a lot of the anger behind it. Yeah. And the fact that so much stuff, you know, stuff has slipped through the cracks. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some bad cops have gotten away with bad things. And, yeah. you know, I can't say I'm surprised at the end of the day. That's that's pretty much where I see it. And 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 I'm glad you brought that up. It's kind of like, like you said, it's our version of Rodney King. But it's, in my opinion, it's, it's, it's much, much worse, right? Because this actually led to, you know, death. And so. Yeah. Man, I, that's actually a great point. I never really thought about that. It is our version of Rodney King, but I believe ten times worse, worse because it yeah. actually led to death. Mm-hmm. I mean, you throw in on top of that, there wasn't social media around yeah. when when that happened, and I think that plays a big role in the divide that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so it was just the news in the paper, and that was it. Yes, the the news, right? And I think the news really, in order to get that attention they were really focusing on the negatives, right, of, 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 pro, mm-hmm. of the protesting. And so I actually want to get your opinion. Do you believe that there was some positives, um, you know, during the protest? You know, what are some positive and what are some negatives that happened during, you know, the protest? Well, the positives is it, thru- I mean, more than any, more than any event before, thrust this issue into the forefront of society. Yeah. And not just at, not just at the level of, police brutality and all that, but also at the levels of systemic stuff too. You know, it's brought it forward more than I have ever witnessed in my lifetime. Yeah. And people need to be aware and it Mm -hmm. it should be a thing. And you know, the society should want to do better by all people. So I think that is, that is a positive. And then a negative is because there have been so many events in the past where, bad cops have something the cracks, people have lost their lives, that they, that the, a lot of governments, a lot of you know state governments and stuff, they took the harshest possible responses to police forces. Yeah. And it when you do that, you know, when you when you're cutting off X amount of money and people are quitting their jobs, now all of a sudden, hey, when you need them, you know they're not always there you can't you can't always get a hold of them and let's fa- let's face it you know if you if there's an emergency you call 911 who's the first person to show up the cops like say yeah say your grandma has a heart attack or whatever you know or or just anything mm-hmm. you know they they're not there they're quitting their jobs they're yeah. getting laid off and it's not just the bad ones now it's the good ones too mm-hmm. so you know yeah you're cutting off some of the bad but you're also losing some of the some of the good yeah. We can't we can't marginalize the police because only because of the bad things we've seen on the news just like, you know, people can't marginalize people of race for the same reasons. Mm-hmm. You can't fully do it. You know, no pun intended, but not everything's black and white. Yeah, it really isn't. It's not. Mm-hmm. And that's again goes back to divide. People like to see it one way or the other, and it's just it's not the way the world works, but it's the way they want you to see it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and so for, you know, for me, in my opinion, I, I definitely think the positive that came out of the protesting was it, it led to awareness. And for some people, it actually led to, you know, them understanding, you know, how we feel. And, and, and so, you know, how we feel about, you know, the police, how we feel about um, America when, it, when it, you know, when it comes to treating uh, black America. And so I definitely think, you know, that knee on the neck definitely gave 
and awareness to, you know, white America. And for so many mm-hmm. people, they understood that. And yeah. so they were actually protesting, you know, basically, you know, with Black Lives Matter. And so I, I definitely think that's a positive. And also, it was not only not only in America, it was worldwide. And so, you know, people from the mm-hmm. UK, just everywhere was, you know, protesting, protesting, um, yeah. you know, police brutality, you know, and, and I definitely think that was it, was it was such an amazing thing because, you know, it, it needs to be an awareness, right? We, we can't have, you know, bad cops continuing to be on the force. That that's not what it's about, man. It, it's about protecting mm-hmm. and serving. And so for a lot of bad cops, it's just about getting a paycheck, um, just being able to control individuals, right? Because there's so much power when it comes to being a police officer. And so, yeah. And so I, I definitely think that, you know, the protesting led to, um, you know, you know, holding bad cops accountable. And so right now I know that the George Floyd policing act it's, it's in the works, but it, it hasn't really been approved. And so, you know, with that, um, I definitely think that some parts of it is great. I haven't really read too much, but I know that there's one fact that, you know, for, for the cops that have had so many complaints and, um, you know, so many iffy, iffy things, right. Yeah. If they want to transfer to another police department, that is actually on record. And, you know, you know, other police departments, well, they, they can see it, but it's, it's, it's at the top now. And so you have to put that in the picture and so I definitely think that, um, you know, we should definitely hold bad police officers account- uh, accountable because it, it's, it's a little bunch, but it's, it's like it's like mold. It rottens the whole thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah. a lot of people just view, you know, what's on the news because on the news, they're not going to show for the most part, you know, good cops doing their job. They're going to show no. bad cops. They're going to show bad cops. Yeah. And so for, you know people in certain communities, that's what they look at. Right. And and from their own experiences, but at the end of the day, I definitely think that there is more good cops than bad cops. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this, the protesting that did happen, it definitely led to the awareness and, you know, basically kind of like the, it, it was a unity in a way because it led to more, white America being on the side of black America and understanding that, yeah. you know, what's going on in America when it comes to policing and policing people of color, some of the things aren't right because it, it's just, yeah. it's terrible. And so that's some of the positive and, you know, the negative, we, we, we kind of touched on it. Um, it led to looting, right. And it led to uh, some people, um, a lot of people actually viewing um, black America, black lives matter as, just uh, a negative thing, just looting yeah. and just being divisive. That's, that's for a lot of people. They, they definitely yeah. do think that black lighter, black lives matter is definitely divisive. And so that, that's definitely a negative, um, you know, when it came to the, the protesting. And so, yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and when what you were saying earlier, you said they're never going to show good cops doing their jobs. Mm-hmm. They're only going to show the bad ones. And it's yeah. the same thing with the protesting, man. They're never going to show the peaceful people. No, they're going to show the dude busting down a window, taking a jacket off a mannequin, stealing a TV. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. And and that's that's why you can't – you got to interact with real people. You do. You know, yeah. to understand these issues. You can't just look at some pundit on TV living up in their nice house or nice, you know – 
condo, whatever. You need to go out there. You need to have some life experiences. You need to meet some people because yeah. that's. I think that's the best way to truly, you know, understand these issues. Mm-hmm. You know, put yourself out there, meet yeah. somebody, just like we did in college, man. We exactly. were just freshmen. We were just freshmen on the top floor of Northside. We didn't know each. We didn't know each other. We were just playing Madden, man. Yeah. And we put we put ourselves out there. We became friends and. We've grown a lot from knowing each other. Mm-hmm. Very, di- you know, we have different backgrounds. We have different skin colors. Yep. And, you know, that's that's what you got to do, man. You just got to be respectful. You do. You just got to be respectful to people. You, you do. Know? So, there's no reason why another human deserves less respect than you would give to anybody else. Exactly. At the end of the day. Exactly. And and that's such a great point right there. That's that is an amazing point. And so, I kind of want to get into. The ending. The, here's the ending right here. Mm-hmm. And so how do you believe we can come together as a country? You just hit me with a million-dollar question. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is such a tough question. Oh, man. Dude. <clears throat> like I said earlier, I think, I think the best way to do it is to put yourself out there and mm-hmm. meet people and talk to people. And don't listen to what the news is telling you about general groups of people or like one random person. No, really go out and like, you know, go out of your way, meet somebody, meet people, learn from their experiences. I'm sure, you know, now dude, everyone has a friend of color or every person of color has a friend who's white. Mm -hmm. You got to talk with each other, man. You You got to share these experiences. You got to get off of the, get off of the digital world when it comes to a lot of this stuff, get away from those are the people that are closed off and just want to put out their opinions with no regard for hearing it. Yeah. I think the best way to, to heal this country is for everyone to individually kind of take it upon themselves to open up themselves yeah. and have these conversations in person, you know, and don't be so quick to shut someone down. Mm-hmm. Listen, don't interrupt. You know, it's, it's a million dollar question. Yeah. And that might not, that might not be the right answer. That might just get people together to argue even more. But I think, from my personal experience, I think that that is a great way to go about it. It is. Conversation leads to uh, just positive and sometimes negative, you know, impacts. But I definitely yeah. think that, you know, we need to have a conversation just like we are right now. Different skin yeah. tone, different background. But we're having a conversation and we are kind of leaning towards, you know, unity. And so that's what I think a lot of, you know, Americans need to do. Black, white, Asian. Mexicans, mm-hmm. we definitely need to come together, have a conversation, and understand, you know, each person's point of view. And so you need to understand black America, uh, Latino America, uh, white America, mm-hmm. Asian America. Definitely need to understand because right now in today's world, it, it's more of I see, I have an opinion, forget your opinion, and and that's it. That That's what I'm going to believe in. And so yeah. – it's definitely it's it's so negative right now, but I definitely do think that at some point we can actually come together to 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 unite. And so, like right now, you know, it's twenty twenty one, and the biggest controversy is COVID. And so, I definitely do think that COVID has led to another. It's it's definitely another divisive tool. And so, whether yeah. you believe in masks or whether you believing believe in the vaccine. Um, like right now, I believe that COVID has COVID race has definitely divided us even more. And so 
Yeah. It, it's just terrible, right? And and I think eventually, as you know, time goes on, you know, we can definitely come together. It, it's going to be so long, in my opinion, uh, because a lot of people don't tend to understand other people's perspectives on, you know, on on life or you know their opinion on yeah. on life as well. So, you know, it, it, it's going to be hard, but. You know that's life. Life is hard, but at the end of the day, man, we, yeah, it definitely leads to, you know, prosperity. And so, man, you know, I, I definitely think that we can come to get uh, come together eventually. And so, man, that, that that's yeah. my opinion on that right there. I agree with you, man. I'm hoping someday that this will be a story we could tell our kids mm-hmm. or our grandkids. You know, about man, things used to be crazy back in the day. And they'll be yeah. like, what do you mean? What do you mean? I hope that that can be something that we look forward to down the road, being able to tell them stories about what happened and them not being able to under- comprehend how that could have even happened. Yeah, It'd be nice to have it be that way. And I hope I hope that we can get to that point, you know? Thank you guys for tuning in to the Views of Voices podcast. I'm your host, Dewan Thompson. Here we go.